Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Ioana Kikados. And I'm your host, Aaron Carlson. We'll release an episode for you every Monday morning, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour. And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our show. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at sipwithme underscore for the latest episode updates, news, and all of your favorite cocktail creations. This week, we're featuring a very special cocktail from one of the many restaurants owned by this week's guest, Niso's Prime Bar in the West Loop. And we were able to try some of the amazing cocktails from Niso's last week, and they were truly out of this world. It was so hard to choose one, but the Smashberry cocktail featured under the Sip and Spritz cocktails was amazing. It was truly the perfect drink to start the evening full of lots of food and the most amazing vibes. It felt like we were back in Greece. This cocktail is made of Sneaky Fox vodka, raspberry, lemon, and our favorite sparkling wine. And honestly, the cocktail is truly just a refreshing glass of summer, which we all need all year round. And we'll definitely be sipping on this all weekend long. So grab your Smashberry cocktail and let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back and happy fall in Chicago. If you are a regular on the Chicago food and drink scene, then chances are that you have been to or have at least seen one of Brad Parker's establishments in your Instagram feed. And literally all my friends have been to his restaurants. Entrepreneur Brad Parker is the founder of Parker Hospitality, and his dining concepts are more than just kitchens slinging conventional dishes. They are truly immersive portals that transport guests to dreamy destinations. And, you know, if you are here and it's really, really hot in Chicago in the summer or it's negative 20, then these places are literally the perfect escape. You have the nautical Hampton Social, which evokes an East Coast lifestyle. Mediterranean Nisos lets you escape to the Greek islands, which, Iwana, obviously this one's for you since mm -hmm. you're Greek. And live music venue, The Basement, which is one of our favorite speakeasy lounges. Brad is here with us today to offer some hospitality, Parker style, sharing more about his company and the spots that you can check out around town and possibly in a city near you. Brad, welcome to welcome. Sip With Me. Sorry, I was muted. I didn't want my dog was walking around. Um, thank you for having me, guys. I'm very excited to share all of this stuff with you guys today. Uh, I love to do, so I like to share it with other people. Yay. We're excited. Um, as we mentioned before the interview, um, you do so much and you have so many, like, it's one thing to have, you know, a billion spots and for them to be like, eh, like kind of subpar, but each of your spots is like, each one's really special. It's immersive. It's executed well. It has craft. Um, and we really like that. So we're really excited to talk to you. Um, First and foremost, though, um, you know, you are the man behind Parker Hospitality. So just give us a little bit of background about who you are and how you got into this industry um, and kind of what led you to where you are now with Parker Hospitality. Well, you know, I always grew up having odds and end jobs. I've worked for Blockbuster Video when I was younger, Ooh. Starbucks, <laughs> a couple of different restaurants. So 
I don't think I ever had like a career path that was leading me towards hospitality in particular. Got out of college, got into the real estate business and just by chance in 2008, it tanked. And at the time decided to make a switch. Uh, a friend of mine came to me and said, hey, let's get in the bar business. Um, sounded at 28 years old, like a fun uh, entrepreneur. We're 28 right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it just sounded fun. And uh, so I did that with him and uh, ended up selling that concept. It was called American Junkie. It was my first forte into um, hospitality. Uh, after I sold that, which was more a bar nightclub, decided I wanted to be in the restaurant space. Uh, but I really wanted to provide restaurants that transported you. I mean, I think you guys touched on it and, and felt like they had personal touches to them, right? At the same time, I'm a businessman and I understood the value and importance of creating a brand mm -hmm. and a national brand. And that's what the goal behind Hampton Social was. How do you create a national brand that doesn't feel national and still gives people the uh, feeling like someone put love and care into it. So you don't walk into like a cheesecake factory and you're like, okay, this is corporate. Um, and through that process, um, also developed brands like Basement. I came from nightlife. So when I had a space below the original Hampton Social, I was like, okay, I can do this. But again, I don't want to do the DJ nightclub thing. How do I yes. just make this experience more approachable for everyone um, to come to and last a lot longer than what nightclubs would normally last. And we're going on nine years here. And that's what basement yeah, is. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, as we grew the Hampton social brand out of the state, around the state and out of the state, um, we decided, Hey, listen, we need a couple more or, or we're taking some strongholds in these markets like Nashville and Florida and soon Dallas and Atlanta and Denver and Scottsdale well, we want to be able to expand other brands because we already have resources there. We already have people there. So that's how we developed Nisos Prime um, and soon to launch Costera, Cucina uh, de Tulum. Mm -hmm. And that will be a really fun concept that's opening in about five weeks in Fulton Market. Um, but always we build concepts with the idea that we can put in multiple places. Um, and you touched on it. All of our concepts are meant to like transport. You always say like, need your passport to come through our front door. Ooh, I like I that. <laughs> so, you know, when I grew up in Chicago, just like you guys did. And at the time when I started developing these things, everything was like this dark, cold, like, like it was built for like cold winters. That's what every restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I was like screw this. I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to build them like it's summer. And hopefully in the winter, people will come here because it feels like they're escaping on vacation. And that's um, what we've built. And now what we're trying to do is also, you know, I came from nightlife. I went into restaurants and now what we're realizing is there's a, this hybrid that's happening with the next generation, but they really want, they don't want to go to like a club but they want something to do after dinner or they want a restaurant that's lively enough to stay at till 11 yes. to 12. And that's how we're trying to build most of our spaces now. So they're like these hybrids um, for our, our customers to like hang out at. That's so, that's scarily accurate because mm -hmm. we go, our big thing that we do um, as friends and with our fiancés is we go to dinner. We love food. Mm -hmm. um, and always, both our fiancés <laughs> always want to go out after for, you know, like, oh, like the night's still young. Like, let's go out. And, you know, we always, Iwan and I, we would rather go back on the couch. But it's, <laughs> I think it's because we picture like 
the club, club bar yeah. type scene from our yeah. college days when all we really want is like somewhere to go and have like a nice craft premium cocktail. And yes, there's good music and people, but it's not like too kinetic, too chaotic. Yep. Um, so you've definitely that's you've you've captured it perfectly. And I and I and, you know, I'm fortunate I have five sisters of all different ages down to 30 years old and up to 40 something. And I just turned 40. So, you know. It's I'm at that same point where I was like, hey, listen, I want to go out, but I I don't want to go to these crazy rowdy bars. Yes. And, yeah. and so how do I build environments that are a little bit more um, suited for that type of experience? Because I think there's a huge demographic that's just turned off by nightlife. And, and that's what Basement, if you've been to Basement, I'm sure you guys have. Mm-hmm. It was meant to absorb the people who are turned off from traditional nightlife, right? And I think, uh, you know, you had these live music places in Chicago, but they were like hole in the walls. The carpet smelled like crap. You yep. couldn't get a great cocktail out of them. Yep. I was like, why can't I do a place that serves great cocktails, has nice finishes, but also has live music? Like, why can't I just change the, the mindset? And, you know, I was kind of bold at the time and I was a little nervous with it, but Obviously, it works, and now we're opening our a flagship location in Nashville, which is going to be awesome. Nice, so, um, yeah, very, very cool stuff going on, and and hopefully we're we're, you know, forming the future of hospitality. Yeah, I like that. Sweet. For folks maybe that aren't familiar with your spots, or maybe aren't in Chicago, um, just walk us through um, each of your concepts, and like yep. just talk about what each one offers, what's the vibe, and then what's the food slash drink that they can find at each one? Well, I always say that when I build these concepts, first of all, if you called me and said, hey, Brad, I'm coming to Chicago for the weekend, I should be able to plan your entire weekend at all my venues. Like that's the my, that's my goal. So everything's built a little bit differently. The Hampton Social is our flagship. Um, the goal with Hampton Social is we're going to be in markets all over the country, um, providing a different experience everywhere you go in terms of aesthetics and design. But the you'll, from a culinary standpoint, you hopefully enjoy our food. You come in, you know what your favorite thing is. So whether you're in Nashville, mm-hmm. Chicago, you know what to, you're going to experience. And this is happy hour, brunch, lunch, you know, dinner. It's all day parts. We're not meant to break your bank. We're meant to, you know, be able to be an approachable concept and and uh, enjoy uh, a night out in the town. And really, we are geared more towards the female audience. That was, you know, like I said, I had five sisters. And, you know, before I had these like sports bars and nightclubs and I'm like, why are my sisters like hanging out here? And they're just like, <laughs> I don't want to go do that all the time. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll build something that you want to do all the time. And that's where Hampton Social came from. And it's just been such a blessing to, to be received with open arms, I think, from um, that demographic or, or that diner that wants that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's we've seen success from the suburbs of Chicago to different cities like Nashville and all over Florida. And the brand's about to open in Dallas, Atlanta, Denver. Um, that's what we're under construction on. So we're really excited to keep growing uh, and and just keep providing these really cool experiences. And, and we're trying to target places where people are traveling because I f- we find that like people go to these, we're kind of creatures of habit, but people want to go to new cities and new, see new things, but they're always able to come and like say, hey, I love Hampton Social. I'm going to stop by and check it out. I want to see what they're doing here, right? And um, so that's what we're doing with that. Then we have Nisos, which was meant to be a little bit higher scale. I mean, Nisos has multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brand actually has three components to it. It has what we call our prime bar component, and that's our first story. And that's a, a 
an approachable Mediterranean eatery. We we still like to have approachability in every one of our concepts. I never want to price someone out from dining with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where uh, Prime Bar comes in. On our second story, which will be opening in November, we have our Prime Steak concept, and that's Nisos Prime is the technical name. Um, and that will be a higher check average steakhouse, a uh, hundred seat restaurant, like everyone comes to know. Maybe it's your special occasion. Maybe it's your birthday. Yeah. You can spend a little bit more. You want the whole Mediterranean fish. You want the big steaks. You want the seafood towers, whatever it is. You're there to splurge and have a good time. Uh, we have that offering too. And then the third component is our new swanky lounge, which I'm telling you, if you had that mindset of, hey, we don't want to go out to one of these bars. We want to go somewhere. We get a great cocktail that has great music and a great vibe. This lounge hits it on the head. There's nothing like it in Chicago. I'm very proud of it. So far, the feedback's been great. Can't wait till you guys check it out. It, it's really, really cool. And that just opened, right? Yeah, that just opened two weeks ago. All wow. this just opened two That's weeks crazy. ago. And then in four weeks from now, about we have our Costera project, which the idea here was transportation again. And we wanted to do a Mexican concept, but we didn't want to do your traditional Tex-Mex or what we've seen kind of done already. And so I thought to myself, where do I travel? Where do I I love coastal feeling kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. Tulum was that spot. And what's great about Tulum is it's not really Mexican food. It's like a fusion. You have Asian influence. You have um, South America influence. You have Caribbean influence on it. Uh, You have European influence over there. Mm -hmm. A lot of Europeans come in and move over there. So you're going to come into our restaurant. And yes, while you have amazing taco selection, you have a pasta selection. You have a whole, you know, red snappers selection. Um, At this location, we won't be able to do it. But if we do a second one, we'll have, uh, you know, sushi selections on there. So it's really a fusion Mexican restaurant with the idea that one of the things that Tulum does great is it combines that dinner and nightlife atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. So at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, we have some surprises built into the restaurant that I won't give away. Oh, Um, we love surprises. We, We call it the, the, you know, the yin and the yang, the two personalities. If you come dine with us at eight o'clock, you're not going to get the same dining experience at 1030. Um, or if you come in for happy hour, it'll be different. So uh, Tulum is two atmospheres, just like the jungle has the day and the night. We joke about it. We're like, you know, you walk through the rainforest in a day, it's this beautiful thing. And you walk through at night and you're scared shitless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we're going to try to pull that off. And I, I think we will. And the interior design is gorgeous, you know, that's one of the things I love is interior design. We've designed all these restaurants kind of myself and, and some of my team members in house. So uh, we just love to be creative and, and bring people new experiences. My favorite thing is someone walks across our threshold and goes, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. I love it. Right. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the, the experience that we want to give. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I feel, I feel like more excited than I already was. Talked about basement, but if you come, yeah. You can provide three different restaurants over a weekend, plus two two separate or three separate nightlife experiences, and hopefully we can cater to that person. Then as we do that in this city, we'll start rolling out in Nashville and Florida and all over where we have these other Hampton socials and keep providing that kind of experience for everyone. You want to? I feel like we're we're planning my wedding right now. You want to get married last year, but I feel like this would be like a great like bachelor or bachelorette mm-hmm. weekend, yeah. like all Parker Hospitality establishments. <laughs> I kind of like that, a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So tell us a little bit about like 
why Chicago and like from your perspective, we've we've talked to a lot of people that are in the the food, drink, and entertainment, hospitality field. Um, but what to you makes Chicago so special from from that vantage point, and and why is it a place where you you know you wanted to stay and wanted to found um, all these places? Well, I mean, I think I'm very fortunate. First of all, I was born here, and so it kind of you know after college and coming back to Chicago, it's where I wanted to be. Um, we're very fortunate, Chicago restaurant tours, to be in this city. Um, for me, it was by chance uh, because, like I said, I was born here. Uh, but for multiple reasons, one, we have a, a great mentor in the city named Rich Melman. He has just he kind of trailblazed the entire industry for us. And I think why he was so successful and why a lot of us can be successful in this city is we're not New York, we're not LA, we're not Miami. Um, we don't have the pricing competition that these other cities have. Yet we have a major metropolitan city. So rents, mm. um, up until recently, I would say, you know, the cost of employment has been reasonable. Um, this was a city where, you know, we had the financial business, we had the uh, creative business, we had every aspect that every other city had, but we didn't have the cost of living that like a New York had, yeah. right? So we could go out and provide these concepts um, and employ people and and they would become profitable, right? Everyone says how hard it is to make money in New York as a restaurant, how hard it is to make money in California as a restaurant. Well, it wasn't the case. Um, you know, obviously recently post-COVID, costs of goods have gone up and, and that drives through to uh, our restaurants. And you guys have seen it. You've seen food costs go up. You go mm -hmm. down, everything's more expensive. Um and the reality is it's not as expensive as it should be. We're still, as restaurateurs, we're seeing declines in our profitability because I can't go and make a cheeseburger 38 bucks. Like it's just yeah. like, like the customer would be like, holy cow. Yet yeah. our preparers are selling us these products at a higher price. And we're in this market where the cost of living is going up and inflation is going up. So we have to pay our people more. So when you combine paying people more money, cost of goods going up, now we're trying to cover that overhead. It's been a, a shrinking margin business. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but sh again, Chicago has been the place that I think can, it has been able to sustain it. Um, and then it creates a great <laughs> hub to grow from because we're one of the busiest airports. We have direct connections from O'Hare to almost every city in the United States. Um, there's not, we're, we're, I live part of the year in Palm beach, Florida now, and I forget how spoiled I was to be flying out O'Hare. Like uh -huh. <laughs> I see flights I have to take from West Palm beach. It's annoying. And I miss the flight or something goes wrong. Yeah. O'Hare. I was just like, get on a flight, go to Scottsdale, get on a flight, go to wherever I want um, as a direct flight. So I think it just provides a really good central hub for business to get around. Um, and hopefully our city can do what's necessary to keep it on track and, and get it back in line. We've had our hiccups here, but as long as they do that, I still think it's, it's a great place to uh, centralize yourself out of. Yeah. Sweet. Outside the freezing cold winters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I know you kind of touched on some fun and exciting plans for 2023. Is there anything else you want to highlight for 2023 and beyond. So in 2024, um, so I've talked touched on the fact that we're opening our new concepts. We're opening our first Miami Hampton social location um, in December. Uh, we'll then be heading out to Denver to open our sec our first West Coast location. 
then down to Dallas and Atlanta to open those locations and uh, a basement in Nashville. The cool part about Dallas, we will be pioneering our first concept called Hampton House. And it will be a private Ooh. members only lounge yep. um, with the idea to expand these into major metropolitan. So we're looking at spaces in Chicago, Miami, Scottsdale, Dallas. We're under construction, Atlanta. Most major markets will have these 3,000 to 8,000 square foot spaces. Um, picture the fun part of Soul House with mm -hmm. a cool, like a cooler Hamptons chic design. Um, and it's geared towards, you know, we're not trying to gouge anyone. Um, I'm currently a member at some private members clubs in Miami and you would, you'd be shocked yeah. what they try to get <laughs> these things. Um, and you know, we really, again, I, I think, you know, hospitality and entertainment needs to be geared towards everyone. But I do think that we are living in a time where people want access to things. They want the ability to travel around the country and know, you know, it's hard to go, say you go out to Vegas or you go to Dallas and you're like, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? And how do I get in someplace where I don't know a lot of yeah. people? So we're very fortunate to have a network that we can build upon and, and provide perks and incentives through our restaurants, uh, along with these memberships to uh, people um, and hopefully be able to curate these environments uh, that are consistent so that when people come in and experience us, they know what they're going into. And they're proud to show their friends like, hey, I have my membership to this Hampton house and come and let's do exactly what you guys said. You went to dinner, like, Ugh, I don't want to go do that. We're trying to get that Ugh, to go away, right? Yeah. And, like and to do it for uh, a price where it's not going to break your bank and you're willing to say, hey, this is something I'm willing to invest in for my social life. I like the name Hampton House. It sounds yeah. like a like TV show. Isn't that cool? <laughs> but you, and once we launch like the logos and stuff, it's 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 going to be really cool. It basically takes like the cute um, aesthetics of what you think of a Hampton social and like flips that onto like the modern, like cooler, I guess the way I could look at it is like one hotel in Miami vibes. Mm, yeah. Really, like, just yeah, that's it's, nice. It's house, but we just refine it up a level and we're trying to make it just like, the elevated nightlife aspect of it. Yeah, that should work. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. All right, so we end every episode with a round of rapid fire. So we have a couple of questions and we just want your first gut instinct answer. All right, I'll try to do this. <laughs> All right, you wanna take it away. Okay, favorite type of food? Pizza. Ooh, Ooh. what kind of pizza? Uh, I gotta say, Lou Malnati's. Ooh, yes, that's, that's usually favorite. what I'm biased. The Malnati's are also friends, longtime friends of ours, but uh, ah. they're, they're still the best. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, what is one theme that you have on your bucket list for a future spot that you have not done yet? Man, you know, I love my favorite destinations uh, experiences. And so the next one on our bucket list is the Amalfi Coast. So something that reinvokes. That would be the amazing. Coast. I love that. Um, yeah. What's the story behind the Rose All Day sign at Hampton Social? The true story is I was a broke restaurateur and I had to figure out a ways to afford marketing and get our name out there. And so I was trying to think of Instagrammable and picture opportunities. 
And so, and we were pushing the whole rosé thing. So one of my employees came, kept saying rosé all day. And <laughs> I said, okay, let's turn this into a sign. And that's where the sign came from. And the rest is history. And now we own the rights to do that. If you see it in another restaurant, no tell me because no one else is allowed to put the, a, a neon rosé all day sign up in the restaurant. Oh my God. That's so that's funny. Amazing. I knew, I knew, I was like 90% sure there was going to be a story behind it. So yeah. Um, what is your, okay, this is, what is your favorite non-Parker Hospitality restaurant or spot to go to? Delilah's in Vegas. Delilah's in Vegas. It's just, it's got the entertainment, it's got the design factor, it's got, you know, the dining. It's just, it's a great, it's, a, it's what I was telling you guys about earlier. It's how do you build restaurants with entertainment concepts within them? Nice. Well, sweet. We'll have to try it. Yeah. And then our last rapid fire question, we're a cocktail based podcast. So do you have a favorite cocktail or non-alcoholic beverage of choice? Um, yes, I do. Uh, mezcal is my favorite spirit. So really any cocktail with mezcal in it, I absolutely love. Uh, mezcal old fashions, mezcal margaritas. But I will have to say, if you're into Negronis, we have a cocktail at Nisos that's made with gin. Um, and it's, it's unbelievable. It's a golden, basically Negroni with gin and, um, it's called fool's gold and it's, it's absolutely amazing. So you got to come in and try that too. It's one of those things that you don't expect. And then people have it they're like, wow, this is really good. Ooh, Especially if you're not a gin drinker, you got to give it a try. I'm sold. That's, I love uh, the name. Yeah, I do. I love the name. <laughs> nice. Sweet. So tell everyone where they can read more about your hospitality business, where they can make reservations, maybe check out more about each of the spots if they're they're curious about yep. what each one entails. Well, if you go to parkerhospitality.com, we have links to all of our websites. We'll then drive you to all of our reservation links. We're available on OpenTable for everyone. That's the easiest way to go find us. Um, and... Yeah, if you want to find out more information on us or if you want a job in hospitality too, that's what I've built, really been pushing is, you know, this is a great career path. Like, you know, I think people think of it like, oh, it's like a bridge to something else. But mm -hmm. if you love taking care of people, if you love, you know, these environments, you know, I didn't know, I wouldn't do anything else um, with my life. And I didn't realize until I got into it, but making people happy, making people uh, have something to escape their every day is kind of, what my mission and my goal has been. And so if you want to join that, come check us out, parkerhospitality.com. If you want to come dine with us, check us out at the same spot. Check out our Instagrams. They're a lot of fun too. Beautifully said, and we will end it there. Brad, thank you thank very you. much. And we look forward to dining. We're going tonight to Hampton. Next week, we will have the Fool's Gold at Nisos. Yep. And we will report back. And of course, we're going to post on Instagram too, so... All right. Very excited. And best of luck with all mm -hmm. the expansion. Thank you very much. It's a crazy end of the year, but uh, we're very excited about it. Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Aaron. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our themed cocktail book as well as other exciting Sip With Me content. And if you love our podcast, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow our podcasting adventures on Instagram at sipwithme underscore. 